0: What's up, Faramers? Welcome to the Ferrum Athletic Company podcast. I am your host, Andrea Warner. I am also the co-owner and co-founder of Ferrum Athletic Company. If you would like more information on us, please visit our website at www.ferrumathletico.com. And now, on to today's show. Welcome to episode number 2. Today I'd like to talk to everybody about opportunity cost. Naturally, when you start talking about opportunity cost, you start leading into conversations that also involve things like fear, growth mindset, mental perception, all of the fun detailed nuances of how people think and choose behavior patterns. Um, how they make choices, how we go through our daily life deciding what's important, what's not, what to invest in, what not to invest in. All of this comes from experiences, our own personal experiences, what we've gone through in life that are both good and bad, Um, perhaps our ability to try and see the future. It also comes from our values, the things that we value both financially, morally, The things we think our family and friends value, so on and so forth. So let's dive deeper into this topic. Yesterday, we made a post dealing with this same topic of opportunity cost. And it went something along the lines of the example was running versus walking. If you choose to walk, you choose, you have chosen the opportunity cost that comes with walking as opposed to running. So if you choose to walk, you choose to not get the benefits that you would from running and vice versa. Um, Dr. Sean Pastuch with Active Life did an excellent podcast um, on the Active Life Professional podcast about this topic as well. And it was actually his quote that we used in yesterday's post on our social media page at Ferrum Athletico. The reason why this is such a big deal is that everything that we do in our life comes with an opportunity cost. And that opportunity cost can be both beneficial and it can be a negative. So when we go into a situation when something is presented to us, there's an opportunity of take it or there is a cost of taking action. There's also a cost of inaction which is something that a lot of people don't think about because we focus so much on what the action is going to cost us. Maybe that action is going to cost us time. Maybe it's, you know, hours out of our day. Maybe this action is going to cost us financially. You're making a big investment. You're buying a car. You're choosing a new gym. You're deciding on going to a new school. You're looking at the financial responsibilities to all of these things. Um, Time is something that people probably don't value enough. Um, I believe that time is also something that people don't understand. That they actually have more of than they really realize that they do. We fill our day with so much busy work that we don't realize that we do actually have the the time to take care of ourselves. We're so busy taking care of everybody else. We're taking care of clients. We're taking care of our job. We're taking care of our parents. We're taking care of our kids. And you get to the end of the day and you're like, I just wish I had more time for me. You can, but it's going to be perhaps a sacrifice of something else, a reprioritizing of things, and it's going to take some effort. And it's going to take some awareness, just like this opportunity cost conversation. So when we talk about cost of inaction, um, let's say, for example, that you have been dealing with something for a really long time that you're unhappy about. For this example, let's say that it's knee pain. You choose first to go to your primary doctor. When you walk into a medical professional's office with an issue, whether it's pain, sickness, whatever, their job is to treat your symptoms. You come in with knee pain, they're going to address your knee pain. A medical doctor is going to have the answers of anti-inflammatory, muscle relaxers, rest. Once they get beyond that, they, ref- they might refer you to another doctor. That doctor might have the resources of anti-inflammatory, cortisone shots, PRP, surgery. You might go to another doctor. They're going to have the same options. They might throw in physical therapy. Whatever the case may be, they're coming in to treat your knee pain. You're probably going to get maybe 15 minutes of FaceTime with said medical professional. 15 minutes isn't a whole lot of time to solve a problem that you've been dealing with for years. If you want to really deep dive into it, you can go get, get imaging and perhaps they will diagnose your knee pain With meniscus, ACL, degenerative cartilage, so on and so forth. You might be given all of those options. Choosing surgery could be an option depending on how bad the pain is. When you've exhausted all of your other options, you might choose surgery. Now, let's say that you stumble across someone who tells you that they would like to help you alleviate your pain. You're like, that sounds like a great idea. That's awesome. We could potentially help you alleviate your pain if you fall into our scope. If you don't fall into our scope, we will refer you to somebody else. But if you fall into our scope, we would like the opportunity to help you to alleviate your pain. Let's say that that person tells you the price of what it's going to cost you per session to alleviate this pain, and it's far higher than what you would expect to pay to somebody to help alleviate your pain. You look at that cost, the cost of action, and you turn it down and decide to go a different route instead. I use this example because I have heard of an example very similar to this with a woman having a shoulder issue. She was having shoulder problems. She contacted someone who she believed could help. And when he told her the cost of what it was going to cost, she said no. She went and had shoulder surgery, went through a horrific rehab period. Where it actually got worse. Was not getting any better. Goes back to the doctor. For surgery number two. Contacts this person again. Because she's in pain. They have the discussion. This is what it's going to cost. She once again turns it, turns it down. Has surgery number two. Thinking that surgery number two is going to fix the problem. Surgery number two does not fix the problem. Still in a ridiculous amount of pain. By this point in time, her life has changed so much due to the pain, due to the issue that she's having with her shoulder, she almost loses her marriage. This is a true story, by the way. She almost loses her marriage, almost loses her job, has isolated herself, has zero confidence that she's able to do anything reaches back out for a third time to the person who she's reached out to twice before and turned down. And she says, basically, I don't care what it costs. I need to do this. Since then, she has worked with this person, is 100% pain-free. She is actually a coach with the confidence to be able to do Everything that she wants to do in her life. It has saved her job. It saved her marriage. It has 100% changed her life. By choosing. To invest. In something besides surgery. What she faced before that. Was looking at the price tag. Was looking at the sticker price. And chose to go a different route instead. This is what we call. The opportunity cost, the cost of inaction, the cost of inaction cost her more pain, almost cost her her job, almost cost her her marriage. These are the things that people don't think about whenever they start looking at things from a cost of action. If we look at the cost of inaction that cost could actually be greater than the cost of action. The cost of action, let's say in monetary terms, cost you $2,000. The cost of inaction might cost you $20,000 in doctor's visits, medical bills. It might cost you emotional and mental distress, These are things that we don't take into account when we're sitting and facing a decision right then. What happens if we don't do what we need to do to take care of ourselves? What happens when we start acting out of fear? What happens when we start making decisions based on belief systems? I like this topic because this applies to the fitness world big time we all have this belief of what it should be like to go to a gym and this belief stems from or what it what we should get out of a coach or a trainer so to speak and this belief comes from the fact that in in all relative terms the fitness industry is is relatively young is very young so when we think about fitness instructors We immediately think of people like Richard Simmons, Jane Fonda, Denise Austin. (laughs) My mom did her step aerobics tapes when I was young. She was fantastic. Anyway, moving on. That's what we think about when we think about fitness and fitness instructors and trainers. And oftentimes, people look at those people and wonder why they don't have real jobs. This same belief system makes us believe that when we walk into a gym we automatically know what we're going to get which until, really until the past couple of years you pretty much knew what you were going to get. You're going to walk into a gym, you're going to get a treadmill, you're going to get a room full of equipment you're going to get someone that comes up to you that says hey let's squat, bench, deadlift, do burpees, let's go running, whatever. Our belief in gyms and fitness is that we're there to sweat and work hard and that's it. Many people believe that you only go to the gym to lose weight. Well, once you've done that, you don't need to go to the gym anymore. Problem solved. Or you go to get stronger, well, once you've gotten stronger, You're done and you don't need to go anymore. Man, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) I worked out for six months. Done. Check. Good for the rest of my life. Too bad your body's changing for like forever. That's a whole nother conversation that I can't wait to dive into, by the way. But what if we looked at gyms and fitness facilities and coaches and trainers in such a way that they could actually solve the problems that you're presenting to the medical world who hasn't been able to answer them? What if you sat down with a coach and they asked you questions in such a way that it actually gave you confidence that they were going to help you reach your goals? What if your eyes were open to the fact that There's a chance that at some point in your life, the way that you are right now might not be the way that you are 20 years from now. That's a very eye-opening experience, by the way. When you watch people age and you see people lose their independence and you realize that that independence was actually something that they should have been working on in their 20s and 30s. It's a very eye-opening experience. So what if you walk into a gym And they sit you down and they ask you some deep personal questions before they even allow you to join the gym. What if they didn't just let you walk in and get a membership? That would be a sign that they actually care, that they want you to reach your goals, whatever that goal is. If you walk in and you are in pain, check. If you want to lose weight, check. You want to move better, feel better? Check. You want to be the best version of yourself that you can be when you're 60, 70, 80? Awesome. I hear that. Let's talk about the path that gets you there. That's an opportunity. That's an opportunity to change your life. To have a turning point in your life. To walk into a business that isn't just aerobics class, or spin class, or free weights, or good luck figuring it out on your own. It's guidance, it's mentorship, it's understanding. It's people who have devoted their life to studying how to build better humans. That could be life altering. That could be life changing. What's the opportunity? What would you pay for that? When you look at fitness and you look at your health and you look at your body and you look at your life in such a way that it's an investment, it doesn't make any sense to do things that aren't an investment in your health and in your future. And this is more than just financial. This is the opportunity cost of choosing the salad over the French fries. This is the opportunity cost of choosing the grilled chicken over the breaded chicken. Everything has a cost of action. Everything has a cost of inaction. At the end of the day, your heart health, your overall health, your mental health, These are all things that really you can't put a price tag on. And if you think I'm kidding, ask the person who would do anything to have those health parameters back. Ask the person who's lost them. And they'll tell you. But that's the thing. We all wait until we get to the point to where we've lost them. Before we realize how much we should have been valuing valuing them. We wait until the doctor says, hey, by the way, you need to get your crap together. If you don't, I'm going to have to start heavily medicating you. If you have a doctor who is thinking about diet and exercise, overriding prescriptions. But we wait until the point of crap. Crap. I'm really not healthy. I need to get my crap together before we do something. And if you are one of those people that have realized that you need to do something, good for you. Awareness is a huge part of opportunity. If you're aware that there's something that you need to do, that's when you start going on the hunt to find the people that can help you solve that problem. If you've tried to solve it on your own and that hasn't worked, it's time to look for some help. Asking for help is not a weakness. We all need help. We all need mentorship in some way. We all need guidance. Nobody gets through this world Totally alone. It's impossible. We can't do it. I don't believe in the word can't, but that is one word. That This is one instance. We cannot get through this life without relying on other people for help. Many times, the reason why we don't take advantage of opportunity Is fear. We're scared that it's going to appear weak. We're scared that it's going to be too expensive. We have fear of failure. There's even such a thing as fear of success. What happens if you do lose the 20 pounds. That you went went in there to lose. Then what? There are studies on. Fear of success. And it actually keeps us. From doing the things we need to do. To become successful. Because we don't know how to handle. What we would do with that success. In the athletic world. Me being. A prior golfer. I can put it in. In this experience the best. Athlete playing in the US Open. A major. Tournament for the first time. They're leading, coming into the last day. And I don't know how many of you watch golf, but if you've ever watched someone coming into the last day, blowing everybody out of the water, and they show up on the last day, and it looks like they've never swung a golf club in their life. It's because at some point, they started thinking about standing on the podium at the end of the day with the trophy in their hand, calling themselves the U.S. Open champion. And they're not ready. And it freaks them out. And suddenly they went from being the athletic performer that they've been for the past three days to looking like they've never swung a golf club in their life and they're stiff as a board. That is how powerful our mind is. Your mind can literally get you to do anything that you want it to do. If you believe that you can, you can. If you believe that you can't, you're absolutely right. And if people only understood how powerful their mind is, they would never think a negative thought in their entire life. But that's how we're programmed. We are programmed to remember that the bear will eat you. We are not programmed to remember That flowers smell good. We are programmed. To remember fear and negativity. So therefore when someone pays you a compliment. It's not uncommon for you to say thank you. And then forget about it. But when someone tells you they don't like something. It eats at you. And you remember it for for forever. That person told me they didn't like my hair. That automatically negates the 12 other people that told me that they love my hair. That one person set off that negative train of thought. And now suddenly that's all I can think about. Now it's like, what can I do to change my hair? Does it need to be longer? Should it be shorter? Maybe I should dye it a different color. It takes effort to think positively. It takes effort to see the bigger picture. It takes effort to have a growth mindset. It takes effort to sit down and listen to options. It takes effort to be thankful for what we have. We have to sit down. We have to think about it. We have to slow down, first of all. So when the opportunity presents itself and you have an option to do something that could completely change your life, regardless of what it is, joining a gym, taking the job, going to the school, getting married, having kids, whatever that opportunity is, sit down. And try to see the opportunity. Think about the cost of action. Think about the cost of inaction. If you don't take the job, where do you go from here? If you don't go to the school, what happens to your life? If you don't join this gym, if you don't hire this coach, where do you go from here? Where does it lead you? When you start thinking about things in that fashion, it starts making opportunity become more clear when it presents itself. Like this is an opportunity to really make a difference. I need to do this. This opportunity is really not at the right time for me. However, I will come back in the future. Walking around automatically saying no and denying. Nope, not right. Nope, not right. Nope, not happening. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Keep an open mind. Try to be the positive. Remember the cost of inaction and understand that everything that you do in your day, you get to do it. Because there are people in this world that don't. You get to get up in the morning. You get to go to work. You get to go to the gym. You get to spend time with your family. You get to take your dog for a walk. You get to call your parents. You get to talk to your brother. These are all things that we feel like, oh, we have to do it. When you feel like you have to do something, it becomes a chore. All of those things aren't a chore. They're a privilege. Today I got to wash my car for the first time in a month. I'm thankful because there are people that don't get to do that. Today I got to spend time at our new business. There are people in this world that would love to do things like that. And I'm very thankful that I get the opportunity to not only have the things that I have in my life, but be surrounded by the amazing people that I'm surrounded by. I'm very fortunate that I get to go to a job that I love, surrounded by incredible people, that brings so much joy and positivity into my life and that's what I want to bring into our business every single day if you're in need of help in any way shape or form reach out for it and find the best opportunity for you Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ferrum Athletic Company podcast. If you like the show, please leave us a review, share it with your family and friends, share it on your social media platforms. Our mission is to build better humans through the education of health and movement. If this resonates with you, please shoot us an email at forged at ferrumathletico.com. Follow us on social media. Facebook, or Instagram at Ferrum Athletico, and we will see you all soon. Thank you for helping us to build better humans.